episode 721. Here we are. Soccer mom of the year. Are you a soccer mom of the year? Are you soccer father of the year? Are you one that manipulates everything and tries to make everything special for your son or daughter? Are you that? Comment. Let me know. Are you a crybaby? I don't know what you are, but we are here. I'm a father. I want to protect my babies. I have two babies with me right now. With me is El Rojo. Now, El Rojo, what up, brother? um, So we did this last show, but I love showing your, uh, uh, that play where you got tackled from behind. Oh, when it got hacked? Yeah, let's, let's watch, let's watch Jack get hacked. Here it goes. Step over. Here he comes. Take that. Is that what Burhalter did to his? His wife or girlfriend at the time, and we'll talk about that. Um, but Jack scored. How many goals you score in your tournament? Three, three. three. Scored three goals. Let's watch his uh, intelligence on this free kick. He scores a goal. You hear like the background noise from it. Yeah, it's weird. Well, I can remove that, but too bad, so sad. It's just gonna be a nice shot, Jack. So Jack didn't ask for 10 and just took it. So what's up, El Rojo? What's going on with you? You say me? Yeah, you're El Rojo. Uh, nothing much. I'm tired. Tired? Yeah. Well, welcome to being tired. Also with us, we have Jet. What's up, Jet? What's up? Jet. Jet, um, uh, what game are you playing? Fortnite. Fortnite? Are you good at it? Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. Uh, who you, uh, who's your character? You can keep playing. Goku. Goku? Who's Goku? Uh, guy. Oh, okay. Is he good? Did you make him? Did you get him skins and stuff? I don't know. Oh, we don't know. He okay. can't have skins. I'm the person that has skins. Oh. Skin is well, the largest organ. I'm going to change to uh, whatever it is. Well, Scarlet. it is what it is. Pokemon Scarlet. I'm going to go to that. Well... On with the show, we got to get going. We got a lot to cover. So, um, so there's a couple of variations to this. I, I'm not a fan of Greg Berhalter. I think he uh, used his uh, ability of his brother, and a lot of corruption was happening at the time. Um, so many things helped Greg Berhalter get to where he is. I, I, he should not be there. He, one, he's not good enough. If you're talking about the world market and, and our opportunities to have other managers turned down, and it took like 18 months to find Greg Berhalter. We know where he's at. It, it, we're going to go through a series of tweets explaining that. The other thing is this whole soccer mom, soccer mom, soccer dad, and how they influence everything from, you know, it, I get it. You know, some, I don't, we don't know all the details, but there was a narrative put out there. This is pay to play and all this stuff. And, you know, it, we need to discuss that. And I, I want to get this off my chest right now. You know, pay to play is a problem when um, manipulation by parents dictate who plays, where you travel, and all those things with zero expertise on what how development works. When coaches are influenced to try to win versus developing kids, that's a problem. That's it, 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 Let's do pay-to-play. Fine. Pay-to-play all day. Don't even care anymore. Uh, it's not going to be stopped, but can we get on the same page? we got to develop players, and we got to take winning out of it, and that's going to be the hard part of doing any of this because of 
parents influence they, they they create average teams because their kid must start even though their kid sucks but they have money and they can pay the coach and it's a problem there's a million problems but we're gonna we're gonna discuss um mothers and fathers and influence with pay to play and we're gonna cover burr how he should not be there and burr kicked kicked his girlfriend so uh jack uh, do, so, do you do you know you know the Burhalter situation? Uh, yeah, some of it. So he kicked his girlfriend at age when he was 18. like eighteen yeah. when he was at North Carolina, and uh, he was very remorseful and and went in and and uh, told his coach I did something stupid. He was crying and all that stuff, and uh, girlfriend ultimately forgave him, married him. But the question I have, comment if you want to know. How did he kick her? How hard did he kick her? What was the technique used? Did he use laces? Did he use his cleats? Did he toe poker? What? How did he kick her? How violent was it? That's what we need to know. But what better than have Greg Berhalter tell us? Himself. Uh, yeah, himself. Because now we can go back to tactics with Greg Berhalter. Burhalter with U.S. Soccer demonstrating today how to strike an opponent in back of the leg, especially if it's a female. So here is a beautiful specimen. Come on, beautiful. You, you, you. What you do here is identify which leg, which leg, is the weight applied to. This leg, all the weight is here. So kicking her here, kicking her here. Wouldn't make sense. Kicking her here makes total sense. I will demonstrate with a perfect lace kick. Back up. Here we go. I'm going to whack the heck out of it. Knowing is half the battle. Greg Berhalter. I'm so glad we got tactics with Greg Berhalter back. So fun. That's one of my favorite skits. I'm, I'm still sporting my national team jersey uh, or coaching top or whatever you want to call it. Uh, how, how did Greg kick her? Does anyone in the internet world know how he kicked her? Did he, how do you do it? And we'll have another one of these tactics with Greg Burhalter where he takes his cleats and rakes her. But let's move on from ESPN. Daniel, uh, Daniela. Uh, Reina told U.S. Soccer about past Greg Berhalter domestic violence incident. Danielle Reina, a wife of former United States men's national team captain Claudio and mother of current international player Gio, says she told U.S. Soccer sporting director Ernie Stewart, and I don't like that guy either, about U.S. men's national team coach Greg Berhalter past domestic, uh, domestic violence incidents because she was frustrated by comments made by about her son after the team's elimination from the 2022 World Cup. The information was shared after comments Burhalter made at Howe Institute for Society Summit on moral leadership in New York detailing how a player was nearly sent home from the World Cup for not meeting expectations on and off the field. And that's a problem. Is that my phone going off? Yeah, people are trying to call me and stuff. Don't call me during my show. Uh, so a tweet was sent by Greg Berhalter trying to get ahead of this uh, story. And he says, and I, I just have a small clip of it during the world cup an individual contacted us soccer saying that they had information about me that would, would take me down an apparent effort to leverage something very personal from long ago 
to bring about the end of my relationship with U.S. soccer. It should have ended a long time ago, but you can't take away his friends and family. They're all, they're all connected. So Burhalter continues to say this. In the fall of 1991, I met my soulmate, my love. I loved her so much, I raked her with my cleats. And that's what he did. I think it was toe poke finish. I had just turned 18, he says, and was a freshman in college when I met Rosalind. Halter said one night while out drinking because why are you can drink at 18 back then I don't think so um, Rosalind and I had a heated argument that continued outside it became physical and kicked her in the legs you can get the overlay off Jack um, couple of questions we must ask how hard did he kick her where did he kick her and how was the technique I don't know I'm just grateful for it but I think this is a good time to show what I think the technique might be through tactics with Burhalter. The second one. Jack. You skipped like a whole thing right here. But, well, well, just, no, 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 just put it in. I added it. The footy slide one? Or this one? No, 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 no. The video. I'm doing tactics with Burhalter, oh. dude. Yep. Yeah, throw it, throw it, just the second one. <laughs> Burhalter back again, showing you a different way to take out a female with one blow with your feet. Now you can see my kicks. These are uh, Nike uh, purple specials. They're uh, very expensive, a little dirty. I got to clean them later because it's all about wearing some proper kicks when you coach. This is the situation. So last time I demonstrated laces. Now I'm going to use my cleats, which I don't have cleats, but I'll demonstrate what it'll look like. Go after high as you can on the upper part of the leg right below the crease of her rear end and go straight down to the Achilles. It will paralyze her. It will, she'll be messed up. She'll like you later, possibly marry you, but we can take care of business here. Let me demonstrate. Here we go. Knowing is happening. Greg Berhalter. So what do you think? Comment. Let me know uh, what you think happened. So if this is what it takes to get Greg Burhalter out through this little family feud we have between the Burhalters and the Reynas, so be it. But considering that Burhalter's brother, Jay, is among the most powerful uh, officials in U.S. soccer at the time of his hiring, the fact that Ernie Stewart said to Jay Burhalter, uh, played no role in hiring his brother, but he did participate in the decision to hire Stewart, raises a lot of questions. So they're all connected. They're all they're all best buddies. They're like drinking like, and hey, we're going to get him. And thank gosh for Sister Raina. Way to take him out. I appreciate that. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, like, how can you go after someone that's, a, uh, that's something that happened that far long ago? Oh, it's torn. I, I don't want anyone to be taken out based on their past. Just believe in who they are now. I have those kind of feelings too, but I don't want Greg Berhalter there. You deserve it. His wife doesn't. Farts get kicked. So there's a, a Twitter thread. Uh, it's at Footy Moments 21. And he talks, uh, he does this whole timeline. It's brilliant. And I, I recommend you uh, subscribe to uh, uh, Footy Moments 21. On Twitter, it's legit. Starting with the first of 20. Let's get through this. Before his hiring, uh, Greg Berhalter's, uh, 
His resume consisted of getting sacked from a second division Swedish team for not playing attacking enough and boasted an incredible mediocre win rate at the MLS and Columbus crew of 39%. He had zero trophies in his uh, managerial career, so why do we hire him? Overly, too, coming off a falling... Uh, a failing to qualify in the Russia World Cup, USSF faced a crisis not only on the pitch, but off it. See, MLS and USSF were built by the same people, and they were seriously having problems with soft corruption and how it played a big part of holding U.S. Uh, men's national team uh, uh, back. And, and, it, and it does, because you, you remember when we had DA, and then MLS came in, and they're like, we want DA because we want our teams to advance. Even though we suck and we lose to regular club teams, we still advance because we're just a country of uh, entitlement versus uh, promotion rele- relegation. It's not about how good you are. That's gone. Um, wh- which one are we on now? Three. Three? Uh, Sun- Sunil Gulati had been president of USSF from 2006 to 2018 and helped found the MLS. He and Don Garber, the MLS commissioner for 23 years, formed an organization called Soccer United Marketing SUM in 2002. Some leaked various advertising and marketing deals with the MLS with USSF. Oh, that's a problem. That's a conflict of interest, but it's okay. They're like, we, we'll do whatever we want. Let's, let's see if we can slip Burhalter in there and see if anyone's paying attention to soccer. We'll just manipulate the whole thing. Put a crappy coach whose brother's working within the federation where they're all buddies. If they don't go after them, they won't come after some. And, yeah, that's a problem. Are we in four or five? Four. Four. USSF is a nonprofit, but some is a very much for-profit. And shares of some are divided amongst the single entity owners of MLS clubs. This created a monetary incentive for USSF and the national team to be run in a way that tries to enhance the international profiles of MLS. So what they want to do is they want to enhance them so they can move on to the international level because they get a cut of um, the the movement of players through the uh, uh, soccer the soccer marketplace or no, transfer marketplace. Overlay five. Yeah. Not only could USSF get. More money through the MLS growing, but some was literally owned by the same people who own the MLS. Don Garber and Sunil Gulati brag about this structure as being unique of the growth of MLS, but ignore the conflict of interest it was creating. And this is very important for everyone to know. This is U.S. soccer. This is the United States. All manipulation. All manipulation. It starts from youth. It's, it's, it's all the same people. It's our culture to manipulate things and get what we want, cutthroat kind of business, uh, kind of uh, uh, thought process versus uh, let's win and develop. No, no, no. Uh, give me money and let's not worry about that. No one will pay attention. We need to pay attention. Rise up. Share this podcast. Like this podcast. Uh, podcast. Uh, hit the notification bell so you know when we are on live. Do those things so these kind of episodes get out there because no one's talking about this. Where are we at? Six? Yep. Not only is there pressure from the MLS players to regularly feature in the national teams from MLS owners, but USSF had a financial incentive in finding a national team manager who would ensure exactly that. These are the conditions that lead to the rumored MLS quota in Cruyff's autobiography. Now, uh, does that make sense? Why so many MLS players were getting opportunities on the national team and being seen and, and played and why Gio wasn't? 
Oh, oh it's because G- when when you and, and I get it because I coach. There, there's some players I like better than others, and I I don't want them to do well because I think they're bad, and I want to be proven right, and I don't want to give them further opportunity. I, I have to go through my head. I don't do that all, all the time. I just I'm human, and I pay attention to that. And there's um, situations where I want my top players to be very successful, or what what I think the top players are. But I get you know th- there's those things. So when when uh, uh, Burhalter found any little opportunity to nail Gio, everyone knows Gio. Gio's a quiet kid. He, he's not he's not kind of a guy who wants to go hang out and do all those things. He's quiet. He's always been kind of you know small family. His uh, his brother died. I don't know how he, I forgot how he died. Did you hear about that, John? So um, Gio's brother died and it kind of like, it was very difficult for the family to deal with and stuff. And he's a very kind of, you know, quiet player, but he's an unbelievable player. And Berhalter didn't manage it correctly. He should be fired just for that. He's an idiot. If you can't get your top players that are playing internationally and sacrificing the way uh, Gio Reyna is on the field, that's you. That's you. Oh, no. He found any opportunity to put an MLS player in. Why? They're all connected. That Greg Berhalter is a manipulative uh, piece of garbage that is ensuring that his rich family and friends are escalating or, excuse me, enhancing their pocketbooks because MLS players need to be seen. Because if MLS player plays in the World Cup, their market value goes up and they get purchased internationally. And guess who gets the money? The, the Berhalters. The MLS ownership, Sunil Galati, all of them. It's a problem. What overlay are we on? Seven. Seven. I do not believe there is a strict MLS quota that says there's an exact number of MLS players that have to to get certain minutes. I do believe that its current reflects a pressure that comes from executive executives to give minutes to MLS players, not on a basis of merit, which totally makes sense. And that's what's happening. Because we're like, oh, why is he doing this line? Why is he doing that? Because of this. It's corrupt. We got to do something about that. We're on nine? Eight. If MLS was growing, executives at USSF could make more money through some, despite it being a nonprofit. In addition, Gulati and Garber welcome executives regularly, interchanging between MLS, some, and the USSF. The best criminals always make their corruption legal. Legally crap. Anyways, after a failure to qualify for Russia, there was a there was chaos. Galati ultimately had to step down as president of USSF. Klinsman was the technical director and head coach, both positions now vacant, and fans began to pay attention to USSF and ask hard questions for the first time. Thank gosh. And th- that's why Klinsman, no one liked him. Because he didn't like MLS players. He was obviously they're average. Of course they're average. It's not the best league. He's telling him, go the international, go the international. That's what it needs to be. He called it out for what it was. He says, our youth development program is a joke. So did Zlat- Zlatan. Everyone says it is, but you know, like, don't pay attention. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Give me my money. It's kind of a, a situation like that. Um, all right. Overlay 10? Yeah. While Gladi resigned, his second in command, Jay Burhalter, Greg's brother, was still in the USSF as the COO and had the sole responsibility of picking the new technical director who would then be solely responsible for picking the new head coach. Oh, Ernie. Jay picks Ernie Stewart, Greg's former teammate to do, do his bidding. Basically Ernie filled his, um, Oh, filled the inexplicable now 14 months vacant 
head coach spot with Jay's brother, Greg. After a hiring process that interviewed only Greg, ignoring suitables, uh, suitors like, uh, what is, how do you say that name? Lepatchegi, uh, Vermees, Marsh, Tab Ramos, and Osorio. I cannot accurately describe in words the level of delusion that it takes from for anyone to believe that Greg Berhalter would give the U.S. men's national team the best way, uh, best chance to win compared to uh, Lapatagay. I can't say his dang name. Lupa I go with that, Jet. Say it again. How do you say his name? Lupa Katea. Perfect. I'll, I'll go with that. Who had won the longest winning streaks in national team history with Spain? Insanity. Is it not? But no one's paying attention. Please pay attention. Pay attention. Share this podcast. Like it. Help the algorithm grow. I need more viewers on stuff like this. Not my other stuff, but definitely this episode, I think. So Grant Wall, who just passed away, wrote this on Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated reporter. Here we go again. I got to know how to say his name. Lapadegay. Say Jet. Okay. Had declared that interest in the national Luke? side's vacant good enough Luke. for me. You could just say Luke K. Luke K. It, it's not, but we should probably figure that out. My oh, bad. Lord. Sorry, people. I'm not the best, but at least I'm reporting something. Uh, and it, it goes on to say this. Declared his interest in the national side's vacant ma- uh, manager's role to the U.S. soccer, but the organization had refused to entertain the idea. The coach role has been vacant for 13 months since Bruce Arena stepped down from his position after the U.S. failed to qualify for the 2018 FIFA World Cup. U.S. soccer, you you don't have to always keep that on there because okay. I'm reading to him. The, co- the coaching role has been vacant for 13 months uh, after they didn't make it. Um, U.S. soccer have taken their time to find a suitable candidate with Columbus Crew manager Greg Berhalter hotly tipped to get the nod per wall. However, passing over... Uh, on the uh, the Spain's manager's talent is a brave decision by the United States with the Spaniard possessing a huge impressive record at the international level. He was unbeaten as a Spain manager and only lost his job as it became apparent that he would not take over the coaching position of Los Blancos. That is crazy talk. Oh, we got Greg. How do you get it? Nepotism? Yeah. His buddy Ernie? Yeah. Uh, shakers are moving money. It, it's This is basically organized crime. Uh, at the highest levels of soccer. USSF tried to defend themselves from criticism by hire, uh, the hiring process. Is that my phone? Yeah. Leave me alone. God. USSF tried to defend themselves from criticism of the hiring process by saying they interviewed Oscar um, Perija for the role. However, he denied having been interviewed. It's clear the hiring process was not a in good faith, and Jay appointed someone he knew he would hire, Greg. This has come from Yahoo Sports. Doug McTiern of Yahoo Sports reported that Stewart did formally interview Oscar Perija, in addition to Burhalter, but not formally interviewing any of the above candidates is also a major problem. It also It's hard to imagine an effective leader in a hiring capacity in any line of work who would not want to interview several people just to hear their ideas on how they would approach the job. In this case, coaching the U.S. men's national team, an interview process with several candidates would likely bring extensive knowledge and surprises, but 
both good and bad about their candidates. Holy cow, what a problem. Ernie, you criminal. Everything at U.S. Soccer is disgusting. This this needs to be fixed. We got to stop behaving like this. And what's and when we were talking about this a lot, everybody was talking about how how do they do this? Freaking COVID hits, and then he he was able to get a paycheck for two years just to sit. Dude, that everything worked out for Greg. All right, Greg was not hired because of his experience. Greg was not hired because he's a good coach. Greg was hired because his brother was in a position of power left over from a prestige regime that abused their role in the sport of personal gain by making their corruption legal. USSF knew that they were getting with Greg, a guy who would regularly regularly play certain MLS players in the national team, despite the players not being good enough at the international level. This is in turn, would increase the profile and value of MLS for the owners who also are part of some. This isn't just to say MLS equals bad, though. There are MLS fans wanting uh, wanted on the team like Dorje Malakovic, uh, Sionini, uh, Brandon Velasquez, etc. Unfortunately, they weren't lucky enough to play in cities with big soccer markets like Morris in Seattle, Johnson and Long in New York. Uh, who's on some? Take a look. Many MLS journalists, listen to this, many MLS journalists have criticized the fans for disliking MLS players in the setup, but conveniently leave out the fact that they don't uh, they don't dislike MLS, but the players chosen from the MLS, the players I mentioned are not, to be set up on merit. MLS journalists know who signs their checks. It's the MLS. It's the ownership group. It's controlled. We're, the media, we can't listen to the media and stuff. We just got to pay attention to basic facts. Are you already? No. Jet, okay, Jet's stretching. Where are we at? 18? Uh, yeah, we're at 18. Three more, gentlemen. All of this is not to argue that Greg is receiving kickbacks or being or getting paid off. Greg could very well simply hold the ideological position that the best way to grow up in soccer in the U.S. is to use the national team to promote MLS players. I'm not here to speak to these specific motivations. Over late 19, what I am doing is to call out the blatant nepotism and conflict of interest present in the hiring of Greg Berhalter and to demand that going forward, we ask the fans, um, ask more of the USSF, the soft corruption from businessmen trying to make money is holding us back from more than ever. Two more. All of this, uh, all is not lost. Recently, the relationship between uh, some and USSF was cut and executives from uh, Gulati era was, have lost support in the USSF and permanently moved to the MLS, including Jay Burhalter, who is now the MLS executive uh, vice president. Unfortunately, still reaping the rewards of what he uh, did with USSF, which is disgusting. Now you understand the movement. However, Stewart should re- be relieved of his role as technical director effectively immediately and be replaced by someone with no loyalties to the old administration. We need USSF to focus on finding the best team possible, not uh, most marketable now, not later now. That's what we need to do. What a great tweet feed. That was very inf- informational, very factual. This is the information we need, but we're, we're being thrown way too much uh, other stuff. 
it's a problem. So uh, the one thing I would like um, to really uh, focus on is the, the amount of crap that happens. Uh, so if Greg Berhalter goes down, and there's a chance he might not go down. Imagine Greg doesn't go down for this whole scandal. He shouldn't go down for this. He should go down because of the corruption. This is way worse than kicking your dang girlfriend, in my opinion. <gasps> How dare you? That's probably a Megan Rapino moment. Um, where is Megan? I want to smash the Megan. Well, just click on her. Well, it's not here. Oh, we don't have Megan? We have to have Megan. What happened to her? She's no longer in existence? Oh. That is so sad. I don't know where it's at. We lost Megan. Oh, well, uh, normally I'd smash uh, Megan Rapino live every Sunday. We'll smash her next week. No big deal. Um, but if Greg Berhalter goes down for kicking his girlfriend, now wife, you know who knew about it? Ernie. You know who else knew about Brian McBride. They all go down. All of them. Get out. So this final destruction of U.S. soccer can all be done by the Reina family. Reina, the Reina family, as you know, gross it might be to send someone down for kicking their girl, um, probably be the one of the most beneficial things that happen. So to finish up this podcast, and please like, subscribe, comment, share, because this is good information. Uh, help this podcast grow. Let's let's talk a little bit about you soccer. Have you, coach, ever been in a situation where you had parents go after you because you didn't play a kid or something like that? Has, has a parent called your director of coaching? Has a parent called your athletic director to get you fired or let go because whatever? I've had that happen to me all the time. I got rid, I got out of youth soccer a long time ago. Now I just came back. Now I coach Jets team for free. And I've had a parent send a long, lengthy email about my horribleness as a human being. Horrible coach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time. It, it might have been deserved, though. But it, it happens. How can we stop it? I don't know. We need conviction by everybody out there. The most important thing we have to do is the coaches and the administrators and the uh, director of, uh, of coaching and executives Board of directors filled with parents. You have to fight. You have to fight to develop at all costs. I'm not going to deal with the money side. You charge whatever you want. But we have to start playing a certain way. We have to come together and start playing a certain way. We cannot kick, run, hope, go through players and think that's okay because we're going to win. That's disgusting. Are you a coach that does that? Are you rah, rah, rah and get excited when a kid miss hits a ball and it goes in and you celebrate? That's disgusting. Do you not really? That's disgusting. How, you know why it's disgusting? Because you are allowing positive reinforcement on a, stu a stupid play of kicking and miss hitting the ball into the goal. We have to create decision makers. We have to, uh, we have to start applauding. Gutsy play it like playing the ball backwards, taking a touch, dealing with pressure, spinning and turning and, and applying things they learned during the week versus this all go crazy thing on, this, on the weekend because you have to win. Have guts, have courage, talk to the parents constantly, have them be close. It's not easy. Now, what I'm asking is not easy, but what are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, we have to solve it. And that's my podcast. How we do, Jack? I think we did well. We did well. Jet. You're amazing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> Jet doesn't know what's going on. Uh, Jet's getting better as a player. I'm loving watching his development. And he's getting bigger. He's eating a lot. That's always good. Well, you can find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, and please like and subscribe wherever we're at. We're pretty much wherever podcasts are found, we are there. We're on Anchor that distributes everywhere. But, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of YouTube right now. I'm very close to being monetized, so uh, please like. When are we getting our plaque? Plaque? What do you mean? A plaque. To what? He's talking about subscriptions. Oh, I get plaques all the time. Oh, like yeah, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. You Anyways. You get to, uh, I think, a million or, and then tell, 10 million, and they just made a 50 million. Well, I'll never be there, but um, I'm, um, I'm getting close to a million views, so that's kind of cool. It has to be. Well, I don't know how many likes I'm at, but anyways, uh, you can find us on all those other places. You can find us on CoachCamera.com, which I never update, but we'll be back next Sunday, 8 p.m. Mount Center time. See you then. Peace. <laughs>